your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Yeah. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Welcome to a live show of Voice America Sports. You're on with Kwame Lasseter on Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. I'm on the Voice America Sports Network. We are live. It is 9 a.m. We got a lot to talk about. We got the draft uh, coming up. So it's Tuesday. The draft will be Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, uh, 25th and 26th. So I think we. I figure I'll get it out the way because I won't be able to communicate with you. I will be in Florida in a golf tournament. So that would be fun. Normally, I'm in the studio by myself, and I have a guest today, uh, Chrissy Mock. Chrissy uh, was with the Cardinals when I played with the Cardinals. She uh, uh, spent a lot of time in San Fran doing the website, covering the team. She's been to a draft. She's did the Senior Bowl a couple times. Uh, she was also uh, doing their blog. So I asked her to do my website. never got done. But she did a good whoa, whoa, whoa. job. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chrissy. Thank you. <laughs> She Let's did not a good go there on the website. Okay, we'll, we'll work on that. You, you stay at Starbucks so long doing work, so you say you got it down packed now? I think so. All right, well, we're going to get that done, and uh, we'll talk about a lot of things. Uh, a lot of things are uh, coming up for us to draft in different scenarios, different trades. Uh, we start with, um, you know, as I say, I'm here by myself. Might have a few calls here and there, but uh, Chrissy, I thank you for coming by, stopping by. Um, you might not be thinking me in an hour from now. It'll, it'll go by fast, I tell you. It'll go by fast. Well, that's boring when I'm by myself, so it'll go by fast. But I do have some listeners now. I'm, I'm moving up in the rankings. Are you sure? Uh, <laughs> 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 okay, the Detroit Lions are on the clock. And uh, projected number one in this this year's draft is uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew Stafford out of Georgia. And there's a lot of reason why he may not go number one, but the Detroit Lions did finish 0-16. I think it's hard to go 0-16 just as, just as it is 16-0. <laughs> it's virtually impossible. It should be impossible. It to, <laughs> leave it to the Lions. It should be impossible with grown men. Um, let's just say half of them have a passion to do it. You should be able to pull out one game. But they went 16-0. At any rate, they got a chance uh, – they got a chance to uh, polish up this quarterback, get a polished quarterback, uh, one that feel that many feel is probably the best quarterback in the draft. Now, the Detroit Lions head coach, the new Detroit Lions head coach, uh, is Jim Schwartz. Uh, this would be his first draft. This would be his first uh, his first run with the team, and he does have Dante Culpepper there. He does have Drew Stanton in his second year. Dante having 11 years of service starting this year. Uh, Drew Stanton out of Michigan State. Uh, team that my coach coach me mark d'antonio uh is over there over there at the head coach and he had a pretty good run this year on the college level but i'll tell you why you don't have to pick up a, a guy like matthew stafford and if you don't get him i see him slipping all the way down to 10 and i think 10 may be san francisco it is san That's, francisco is not going to take a quarterback at 10 wow why not <laughs> I, you know what i think they well, didn't they restructure uh, Alex Smith's contract? They did. And, you know, the general manager there was a huge fan of Alex. He took Alex. And, you know, I, I'm not – I know a lot of people want to call him a bust, and he was the first overall pick. But I just don't – he's – you know, they're on their fifth offensive coordinator right. since Alex has been there. He's been beat up the last two years. I think they still believe so they gotta go offensive that line? Alex has talent. 
I, I could see them going O-line. I could see them going receiver. I can see them possibly trying to go for a linebacker with some pass rush ability. Huh. You know, they're still doing the 3-4. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll get to those guys. Uh, as but back up. to Detroit. But, yeah, we get, no, we'll get back to San Fran. Because San Fran got a lot of options, too. Also, with the, I think Detroit has some options. <clears throat> Detroit doesn't have to pick Matthew Stafford, and they get a lot out of the draft. They can have a, a, one of the most positive drafts they've had in a long time. Now, let me mention that they changed their uniform, which is not going to make a difference. <laughs> I, I don't want really to think a uniform makes I think the look attitude. Good, look good, play good? No? I believe in that. But them <laughs> uniforms don't look good. Them li- that lion looks like it needs grooming. It doesn't. You look at the jersey. Look at the lion on the jersey. But you got to change the attitude. You got to change the mentality. And I think, I guess that's what they was vibing for as far as in changing the uniform. Here's where I would go. I'm not picking um, Matthew Stafford as a quarterback. I need some excitement. I went 0-16. I, um, I have to build on defense. I'm going to take Aaron Carey, number one out of Wake Forest. And they're running the 3-4 defense, so you need a guy who can get up the field. Uh, there's also a chance <clears> – <throat> there's also another linebacker, a uh, plethora of linebackers in USC. Uh, Brian Cushing, he's one of the guys I would take. But the best linebacker, the best defensive player, in my opinion, in the draft would be Aaron Carey. Quarterback wise, I got I have Dante for the, I have him for two more years. If I'm gonna pick a quarterback, I'm gonna get Pat White. Now I'm a, I'm high on this guy, Pat White, the West Virginia in West Virginia. This guy's pretty good. The, the Virginia connection, the, there. yeah, West, <laughs> but he's in West Virginia. That's a different breed of guys over there. <laughs> There's some stuff going on, but Pat White has I watched this guy play. I watched I watched him live. Last game I saw him man was the. Um, the uh, uh, bowl game against, uh, I think it might have been Oklahoma, but he had an excellent game. He passed the ball well. He runs well. I don't want to hear anything about this guy run. He runs when he's supposed to run when he's in trouble. But when he throws the ball, he has a pretty deep ball. He's a Drew Brees guy. He can get it deep and get it with some strength. He can put it on the numbers. He can throw on the run. And I, and I, like I said, I have Dante Culpepper. Still, can, uh, he can learn from under him. I have um uh, Matt, I uh, have Drew Stanton. Yeah, but can you really win games with Culpepper? And you know how what? many? Can if you win 10-plus games? And this is a team that didn't win one. 10-plus so. games to get you in the playoff. But I'll tell you this. With Culpepper, if you tell me as a fan, if I'm a fan of the Detroit Lions, you tell me we are rebuilding, obviously, 0-16, and we're trying to get the best players in the draft to carry out our team for a long term, not just to get the best player to, to get them, but we want to fit them, put them in positions where we can build around these players. If you tell me that as a ownership and me being a fan, I say, okay, I can suffer two years with Dante Culpepper. And I think Dante Culpepper, outside of being from Minnesota, understand this offense a lot better than the other ones he were in. <clears throat> but I think if you tell me we're rebuilding, I take Pat White, let him learn under that. I still have Drew Stanton out of Michigan State, who was a pretty good quarterback. But Pat White, I have to build I have to put some people in those stands in that stadium. I have to do better than 0-16, which is obviously possible. Um, but I hear where you're coming from as far as building with Cole Pepper, but I think he understands the offense. And you tell me as a fan, I could, <clears throat> I would buy some time in waiting until to the Detroit Lions uh, turn full circle. So that's that's my thing with the uh, with the draft as far as where where uh, Matt Stafford may go and may not go. And I mentioned if he slips down, he. I think I don't know if a quarterback needs him um, 
if the Detroit Lions doesn't take him. Let me see. After that, it's St. Louis, Kansas City. St. Louis doesn't need a quarterback. Kansas City, you know, they got uh, Matt Castle. I can Castle. see St. Louis getting in there and getting a quarterback. I mean, they've got Bulger who he, – he's, he's getting up there, but Bulger understands that system. It's, he's kind of like a – He's like, He does, but, I mean, you know, again, what system? You know, they've got a new head coach they got a there. new head coach, right. They've got a defensive philosophy. Now, I mean, St. Louis, the thing that you look at a lot of these early teams is they're bad all around. I mean, I, I can see them going for Curry, and I do think that's that could be a wise option for them because they do. They've got a defensive-minded coordinator, and you really have to look at Detroit over the last few years. This is a, this is a first draft without Matt Millen, so – It'll be interesting to see what they do because I think Matt Millen all he took was receivers. <laughs> he had no but he had no offensive line to protect the quarterback and buy him some time to get the ball to those receivers. One of them left and went to Dallas. Yeah, they, uh, but yeah, they're, I, they're miserable all around. I mean, they really have a lot of needs. I mean, they can't go wrong in the draft because they can't. But they know, have they need get, every position, <laughs> right? And they can't. And you mentioned they can't go wrong, but they need somebody. They need to pick somebody. A defensive player, offensive player, where you can build around those guys, and you can also build. They also have a um, two first round picks, but you can also build uh, with a second round pick. There's a lot of great athletes coming out of college this year, uh, a lot of good talent. So it's possible that these guys can find somebody in those first two or first three picks that you can build from. Um, and when I was going down the list, Cleveland. I don't. Cleveland may need a quarterback, but I don't see. I don't see Matthew, uh, Matthew Stafford going there. Uh, it's a lot of teams uh, that's high on um, Mark Sanchez. Sanchez. I, I don't. I'm not that high on him. Not at all. Really? I'm, why not? He's just a USC guy. And and going by the last <laughs> USC guy. That's fine. <laughs> I went to UCLA. I have no problem. Yeah, with but that going by that, that's how you, people go to schools in California, except uh, Cal Polytech. Uh, they go to school in California just for the sunshine. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's not totally true. But I'm going off the. I'm just I'm, honestly, I'm not. Well, I'm not. Quarterback high up is such a hard position. I mean, like I said, you look at Alex Smith and in San Francisco, and you look at, you know, all these young quarterbacks who get drafted. Look at Joe Flacco last year. I mean, that guy He's had a, the he, most success, and he came out of Delaware. Where, where you come from it doesn't bother me, and I don't put a lot of emphasis on. Uh, as a skill position, I don't put a lot of emphasis on forties because I've seen a lot of guys with slow forties who have great football speed. You mentioned quarterbacks um, being a hard position. Uh, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, trait he changed the whole complex of uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, coming off the Michael Vick issue and the disturbance they had there, uh, he changed the whole complex. They did a great job in Atlanta. He did, and Flacco did too, and in totally different systems. Because right. I think that Flacco wasn't asked to do a whole lot. He you wasn't. Know? He. Really, very little was put on his shoulders. A lot more was put on Matt Ryan's shoulders. At the same time, their running game was off the chain last year. They did. They got the uh, guy from – Until uh, they played the Cardinals. They got the guy from uh, uh, San San Diego. Diego. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Matt Ryan had the world, the whole weight of the city, the whole weight of the state on his shoulders. Uh, Flacco, Baltimore defense speaks for itself. That that wins ball games over there, and they were game away from uh, being in the NFC championship. Well, AFC championship. Well, actually, they did. A game away from being in the Super Bowl. Right. Wish they would have played the Cardinals. And I don't like my chances with there because the three receivers the Cardinals got. And we'll talk about those guys coming up. But, uh, yeah, you got to find a good quarterback. And I think uh, – You do, but so much is, is who's around them, what's the can system Can I build like? my team around them? You cannot be a successful quarterback in the NFL without supporting cast. You can't. Well, ownership, where you are. management can't do this. And I think management – they do a lot of this. 
They bring a guy from one system. You draft him because he has so much success in that system, but you don't implement that system when you come to the, the next level, to the National Football League. A lot of teams don't do that. So if, if you do that and keep him comfortable, build him, let him come into and he can lead the team, and the guys around him will follow him, and, and you'll have much, positive, much success out of this guy uh, coming, from, coming out of the college ring. Or you can go in free agency, but we're talking about the draft, so there'll be a lot of trades, there'll be a lot of pickups in, in, in this draft. But you have to find – if you're getting a quarterback, you have to find that guy that you feel like he's a 10-year guy. There's not a lot of people you draft uh, out of college and you think he's going to be here for 10 years. I think uh, more so is quarterbacks and maybe uh, running back. Uh, no, running backs are probably mm-hmm. five years. They get beat up too much. So it, they're four or five years and they're done and they <laughs> headed to another – not done for the league, not done for the year, but done to an, on, on, on their way to on another team. team. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I see a, a good offensive lineman, longevity there. We have a uh, Chrissy Marx in the studio, and I, I appreciate you coming by. We'll we'll come back and talk a little bit more football. We'll move on to another team. This is Voice America Sports Network, and you on with Kwame Lassiter. I'll talk to you back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, president and CEO of the wellness community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Four and three and two. We win one. Just play. Four and three and two. We are back on Voice America Sports Network. We are live in the studio guests, uh, Chrissy Ma, uh, San Fran, worked with San Fran, worked with Arizona Cardinals, did a website, uh, covered the team, couple senior bowls to her credit, and uh, does a little blogging. 
and we'll we'll get to that later on what she's been blogging. <laughs> but uh, are you on Twitter? No. Oh, I think because everybody's on Twitter. I'm not. Uh, I signed up because I couldn't sleep one night, but I signed <laughs> up for it. But it, it, I don't even follow it. But anyway, all right, where we go? We was talking about the draft. We got a. Uh, who we got on the clock after uh, Detroit? We got the St. Louis Rams. Uh, you mentioned that the uh, quarterback situation over there with Mark Bolger. Uh, I think for the <clears throat> for these guys to contend, they need to go. They lost Torrey Holt to Jacksonville. They lost Orlando Pace. And, uh, I think draft-wise, they need to find them receivers. They got Jeremy Macklin, who's right down the street at the Missouri Tigers. You have uh, Crabtree. I was – I suspect Crabtree to be gone in the top five picks, and this is a great place to be for him to leave and um, start his career, his NFL career, with the St. Louis Rams. Uh, I, um, Isaac Bruce gone. He left two years ago with the uh, – he's in San Fran in your own place. <laughs> and uh, Torrey Holt is in Jacksonville. So uh, offensive line, definitely, you got to protect the quarterback. You don't want Mark – everything happens in Seattle in San, uh, St. Louis, it's all timing. So you want to get an uh, offensive line to protect Bolger. You want to? Uh, you have a running game over there. You still had a pretty good uh, Jackson over there. He's still energetic, still young, still got fresh legs. But receiver wise, you would go Michael Crabtree, or you can go Jeremy Macklin. Uh, <clears throat> again, who's down the street in Missouri, and that'd be great for the uh, fans. Great for the season ticket holders. Uh, great to put new season uh, ticket holders in there. Uh, offensive line wise, I think the, probably one of the better one is even Britton. Even Britain's a six six guy, three hundred and three hundred plus pounds. Let's call it that. But he moves well. He's uh he's athletic. He moves well, and he's uh he's right here in town. He's a uh, I want to say town. He's right uh, U of A guy. He's an Arizona guy, U of A guy. But the St. Louis Rams, if you want to compete and get back to where you've been, what you where you were comfortable and winning Super Bowls, but you had a lot of different personnel changes. Obviously, um, you want to get back to, into the playoffs. And that's winning, uh, I will say, 10 or more games. But the Cardinals did it by winning <laughs> nine games. Who knew? The Cardinals was 9-7 and seven and won the uh, NFC West. And we're still holding on in the NFC West. But um, you got to get the receivers. You lost all your receivers. There's nobody there. Uh, and I agree with that to some degree. But I just don't, I mean, I, I, like I said, I think Mark Boulder can still get it done. He can't get it done if he doesn't have time up front. Right. And I. Orlando Pace, I remember we played them, and he went down. And the kid who came, I remember, you know, our scouts up in the box mm-hmm. saying, you know, crap, because <laughs> Pace was being, the kid behind him was playing better than him at that point. I mean, I do think he's at the end of his career. I don't think he moves as well as he used to. I think still when he can get his hands on you, he can dominate you right. as he has been able to. So I, I do agree that offensive line's, is a huge position there uh, of need. I, I think that the guy who was playing behind him, I can't remember the dude's name, but, you know, I think he was playing better than Orlando Pace last year. That being said, they still gave up a ton of sacks. Folger was beat down. Steven Jackson couldn't find a hole to run through. <laughs> exactly. Their, their run game was sporadic, and Steven Jackson is still a pretty good running back. He still had the – Steven Jackson come out of Oregon, didn't he? Uh, University of Oregon or Oregon – yeah, University of Oregon. But he's still that type of running back. He still has that type of um, – He's a bruiser. Exactly. He's he's that guy, if you need that short yardage, he'll give you. If you need a home run, he gives it to you. So you have to build that offensive line, not only for Mark Bolger, but for uh, Steven Jackson. 
but you you have to get that receiver to yeah, can stretch the you, field. If you can have a receiver stretching the field, and if you don't got protection up front, you're not going to ever get the ball to him. Well, they better get uh, <laughs> <laughs> they better get it that number four pick. If you don't get a receiver, you better get uh, uh Eben Britton. We have a um. I'm have, thinking they're going Jason Smith or Monroe. Jason Smith, I think, is the. He's Monroe? the number one rated tackle. I think he's the yeah Baylor, the right? second yeah out of Bell exactly. I think he's the second or third best best person in, best player in the draft uh, for his position needed as uh, as far as that's concerned. Well, he's a perennial Pro Bowl tackle, which is what they had in pace. Right, and you can you get know? him for ten years, at least ten years. You can sign this guy for a ten year deal. And with the receiver, I mean, it's it's just like you went back to it, Detroit. You know, yeah, they took these Calvin Johnson. I mean, I saw him and. And I remember saying, if the Raiders take Jamarcus Russell instead of Calvin Johnson, they're morons. I mean, <laughs> Calvin Johnson is just – you have certain draft classes. I remember being at the Combine and watching his workout. He is a specimen, right. you know, very similar to Adrian Peterson. Those guys are a unique mold. And But at the same time, you know, we went back on that fourth um, – and that debate, I remember being at the Combine talking about Jamarcus Russell or Calvin Johnson, and mm-hmm. it's kind of like – you can't be a great receiver without a quarterback can can get the ball to you. Right. Well, you know, yeah. um, Kurt Warner, he's a great quarterback because he had a lot of great receivers. Um, there's nothing he did special, but put the ball in and uh, and you put can the, see the field very well. And I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan <laughs> of Kurt Warner, and don't get me wrong, but he always had great receivers. Always. I'm a fan of him, but he it did. takes a good quarterback to get the ball to those guys and let them make plays. And and Kurt Warner didn't try to win it on his own. He didn't try to take over games. He used the people around him, and they won. And they won Super Bowls. And he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a NFL. Uh, he's a NFL MVP. Um, no, I'm a fan of Kurt Warner. We have a we have a call on the line, Chrissy. Oh boy. Uh, Richard Richard Britt is on the line. He's a AFL two uh, former coach. Uh, he he always joins me when I'm in the studio by myself and I'm born. Rich, are you there? What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? You you all right? You sleep? No, I'm wide awake. Okay, uh, <laughs> hey, Rich, that's Chrissy. Uh, Chrissy Mock laughing at you. She's uh, you sound asleep. How you doing, Chrissy? I'm, I'm good. I, we don't need no sexy voice now. We talking about the draft, and um, <laughs> we we talked about um, we talked about uh, the first segment. We talked about quarterbacks. We talked about actually it was Detroit Lions being on the clock, and um, we haven't progressed much, basically. <laughs> yeah, well, we 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 got the show going. We we got it's going. It's moving forward. And uh, I think Chrissy has some Kahlua in her coffee. But, uh, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but, yeah, we were talking about the draft as far as uh, quarterbacks and who's, uh, who's going to be taking in the first round with that first pick. And uh, Detroit was on the clock. And we progressed on uh, to St. Louis. We scrambled around in that first segment with the uh, uh, San Fran, St. Louis, different picks. Um, where do you see this draft going? Where do you see these first uh, picks going? Well, thank God. I think that Detroit has no other choice but to take Matthew Stafford. Um, I don't think they – I mean, truthfully, in my opinion, they don't need a quarterback. They got Dante Culpepper. I think who can at least get him through this year and wait to see what comes out next year. Rich, Rich, speak up a little bit. Uh, can, you, can you hear me now? Uh, this ain't Verizon now, but, yeah, I can hear you a little bit better. <laughs> um, I think that they, don't, they really don't need a quarterback, but I think because they have no other choice but to draft Matthew Stafford. Hey, well, you know what? I – I make the argument. I, I'm going defense because they can. Defensively, you can go get uh, Arian Carey out of Wake Forest. This guy, he's the best guy in my opinion in the draft. If you want to have somebody to build around, if you, I, I, I tell you why. I tell you why. Listen to this. He didn't do. He didn't pan out like he was supposed to. Who didn't pan out? 
not 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 in Detroit. He didn't. Boss Bell is not. Yeah, he's not a uh, Aaron Carey. You watch this guy in the draft. You watch this guy play. He this guy he moves. He's a uh, he he go out there and get it done. But I w- I would take him defensively. I still think defense win ball games. I, I honestly believe that. Offensively, and it has nothing to do with your bias having been a defensive. It player. has nothing to do with that, but I know offense put us in some bad situations where we had to come out of it. You watched the uh, you watched the games uh, that I played, and but I, the offense put us in some bad positions. And uh, I, I would take keep in mind. Wait, what, have, what did he say, Rich? What you say? I said, who watched the games you played in? <laughs> Watch it now. Not many people. If you want to be honest about it. Play. If you want to be honest, everybody It's not did. your fault. I know it's not my fault. You watch the games. <laughs> I had to. I was paid to. But if I had to go sit out and buy a ticket to sit in those bleachers at... Well, that's why they have this stadium now. That's why they had this it stadium. Took and I, huh? it, it, it took long enough. Yeah, but it, everything takes a while. And then it got to, it got to the Super Bowl. Something like Detroit's changing their uniform. But think about Pat White. I, I like Pat White. You do have Dante Culpepper. And I'm going to keep hopping on Pat White. And you guys will see in two, no more than three years, he's going to be a starter in the, NFL, in the National Football League at quarterback. Everybody wants him to go to receiver, play slot, or do this, um, try different positions. He said no. He's, he's resilient. He's holding his own. I'm going to be a quarterback. You're not going to change me. Now, draft me as a quarterback. And wherever I can help the team, I can play. But don't don't try to uh, cast type this guy as a receiver uh, or a or who was the guy uh, slash uh, who was the guy Cordell Stewart uh, at Pittsburgh. So that's 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 my take on that. Uh, I, I I wouldn't take Matthew Stafford. Nope. I wouldn't take him. But I, I got I got two quarterbacks there now in my system. I'm what taking a defensive. I'm taking a defensive guy. He's going to work it tough. Dante can have backside protection. A good offensive tackle. Dante, you know, Dante can throw that rock 100 yards down the field if he had to. I what? think he still got it. Well, so what are you saying? Don't take Stafford and go with Jason Smith? I think I would, I would go with Jason Smith. The more, or, you know, I mean, I know the, the kid from Alabama, he kind of messed up his draft choices when he left the camp. But you need somebody who's, who's going to make that defensive end just have it taken one or two more steps around him just to get to the quarterback. And Dante doesn't need that much time to throw the ball. you got to make a try on the outside. You know, you got, uh, I forgot who the receivers are, but you can dig a draft your receiver at one, two receivers second round. I think if I they're think. going for this year, I agree with you. They stay away from taking a quarterback because no, it's too many co- good quarterbacks. You get they, they y'all forgetting y- you Those guys are forgetting they were zero and sixteen. I'm not. I don't get. I don't have to get a franchise quarterback. I'm zero and sixteen. I'm taking an exciting quarterback, and that might be Pat White. Yeah, but you're exciting. Well, yeah, but you're not going to take Pat White. Not in the first pick. First pick. I you know. Can get I'm a, him in the second round. You can get him in the second round, and I Third, consider fourth, fifth. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. And I consider that a steal. We got a minute left in this segment, but we're gonna move on to Kansas City. Those, those that conversation is done. We voice <laughs> on your opinion. Now, that's done. Now I think the Kansas City Chiefs, they will have to go receiver. They have the quarterback. They got Matt Castle, and we're talking. And they have to. They installed a three-four defense. They have both the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator that was here in the Cardinals, so they have to get the personnel to be able to compete with these guys who can, to do what they did as far as the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals had a pretty good defense. Now Clancy Pendergast is over there, but it's installing this three four. No, he's in he's in Kansas City as the D coordinator. Oh, you're saying he went yeah, there, and then, installing this three four defense, you're going to need linebackers. You need D line. 
we will come back and talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and then move on to Chrissy's San Francisco 49ers. This is Kwame Lass on the Kwame Lass Sports Talk. I'm my 49ers. I am on the Voice America Sports Network, and we will be back in two minutes. (laughs) Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Every week, Body Talk is here to answer your pressing questions about the fields of traditional, alternative, and functional medical science. Join hosts Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis as they uncover the truth behind some of today's ailments, symptoms, and diseases. You'll get the most up-to-date information on treatments and remedies and their effectiveness. Plus, you'll hear from leading experts on a variety of health topics. Listen for Body Talk with Dr. Stephen Ross and Drake Kellis, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We're back on the Voice America Sports Network. We are live here in the studio. We're live here in Phoenix, Arizona, going out globally across the world. Uh, Chrissy Marks in the studio. I have Richard, Richard Britt, former AFL2 coach on the line. And we were talking about the um, Chiefs. The Chiefs. We were talking about the Kansas City. Thanks for keeping me on track, Chrissy. <laughs> we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs, and I got a bunch of paperwork around here somewhere. Uh, uh, we're saying it was going to, uh, there was mention of talk of Torrey Hort going there. That didn't happen. He's in Jacksonville. But uh, installing that three, three four, $20 million. Wow. Yeah, he's, he's, at, he's still a big play, Torrey Hope. But three, four defenses being installed at the defense uh, package at, uh, in the Kansas City area. And uh, I think you have to get good linebackers. I mentioned there are quite a few linebackers out there. I think Brian Cushing uh, out of USC will fit perfectly out there. And um, you have to get some deep linemen. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good. Uh, they didn't run, you know. I watched the linebackers in the in the combine. They didn't run good forty times, but what I did watch is these guys change the direction. Forty is not nobody's running forty yards uh, from the deep li- linebacker spot. But I did watch the change. I did watch the change of direction. You see Patrick Willis chasing down your. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. We're not going to talk about that. But um, he's a different breed. He's a different guy. He is. Three, and the D line, you got to go out there and get a defensive line and the scheme of things. Uh, uh, who can hold that packaging. 
I think the San Diego Chargers has uh, probably one of the better 3-4 defense in the National Football League, uh, along with the mixture of the um, Baltimore Ravens, who play a variation of it, but they run a 46 defense when uh, Ryan was there. They run a 4-3. They, they disguise so well, you never know what they're in. But in uh, Aaron Curry, outside linebacker for Wake Forest, Again, you he's already the, said you love. I, yeah, I do, but I don't know if he's going to be there <coughs> in Saint, in Kansas City. Kansas City pick, I think they're picking. Well, they picked third, so it's a possibility. They're third. They he can definitely Jordan. be there. Well, they already have DJ. Down. They have DJ. They got all your linebacker right now. Yeah, but they, in the, yes, they do. But in the three-four defense, you want more linebackers than you have anything in there. And if you, the guys who are not playing, that increases your um, chances of having a pretty good special teams. 3-4 defense, you want guys coming off the corner. You want a good, strong safety who understands that defense. If you watch the, uh, uh, was it Troy Polymore, uh for the yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Stiller? Yeah. Watch yeah. how this guy plays. Watch how he disguises this thing. When you get a grasp of, it, grasp of this defense from the strong safety spot and you have those linebackers and you know where you fit in the piece of the puzzle, that 3-4 actually works. But you have to disguise it well enough. And I think once you get a hold of it, it's possible. And that, and that, you, it put pressure on defense, on offense. Excuse me. It put pressure on offenses to get the ball out. They can't sit back there and pick your uh, secondary apart. True. I think it'll be interesting to see what they do because you know you've got an offensive-minded head coach, obviously, mm-hmm. but you know new general manager Scott Pioli. New England philosophy has always been, especially with a team like Kansas City. Now it was a different scenario in New England. They had so much success. Right. But I could very easily see him trying to trade back, pick up additional picks, because they need a lot of help. Scott Pioli? Mm-hmm. They're uh, not, the Chiefs aren't you know one or two guys away, obviously. Right. They're picking third. You and know? then they have their tight end. They have Gonzalez, who who's, don't want to be there. He's on the trading block. He's I on, can see them. Yeah. He don't want to be <laughs> there. He, he wants to be there. He, he said that last year. He hasn't said anything this year. But he can't be. Want to be traded. We, we, we were, Chris and I were talking off the air. A lot of guys want to be there, but they can't sign these contracts. I think if you... You know, if you sign a deal that, uh, or if you was promised some, I think both on both sides you own up to it. Uh, Gonzalez want a new deal. They not ready to give him a new new deal yet. Now, he's probably just coming off one about two or three years ago. Every two or three years, uh, guys want to go back to the table, and I understand that because teams can cut you at any time. So when you see these guys holding out, which a lot of guys do, and the outside looking in, the media, the the fans don't understand that they holding out for the signing bonus. It's not the lo- the length of the contract. They have to have guarantees like the owners have to have guarantees. But if you sign a deal, you own up to the deal. Now, we have a case uh, <laughs> like that in Arizona, and we'll get to that in the last segment. But getting back to the Chiefs, I think um, Chrissy is on. Uh, Chrissy is on as far as uh, trading and getting picks and getting different picks and uh, building that team because I don't think Larry Johnson is uh, wanting to be there anymore. Oh, Larry Johnson, he wants to be there. He wants to play. He, of course, he like has we, to. He has to say the right thing. Exactly. Well, saying saying trying to say the right things and doing the right things are two different things. Well, Matt Castle coming in, you know, it'll, it'll give them another three, maybe four wins a year. Then they have, then they have a quality uh, quarterback. They can say, okay, we got a franchise quarterback. You know, uh, then you got you know Larry Johnson won the game. You got uh, what's my man's name? You got Tony Gonzalez at tight end. You really don't have a whole bunch of receivers. Didn't they get Bobby Ingram from Seattle? And then, yeah, I think Bobby Ingram uh, found his way into Kansas City. But we'll see. You know, hold on. We got a, a nine-year veteran in the National Football League holding on line, came into the league as a Los Angeles Raider when he was in Los Angeles. Who told him to move to Los Angeles? But anyway, he was a running back. Uh, he's a running back coach now. 
at Texas A&M. Randy Jordan, appreciate you calling in. Are you there, buddy? What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. We're just having fun at the, uh, I got in the studio, Chrissy Mark. On the line is uh, Richard Britt. Um, man, I, I, watch, I watch you guys, man. You got potentially four guys that can that's going into this draft, but the one I'm most impressed with and you might be a whole lot familiar with is uh, Mike Goodson. I tell you, he's, uh, he, he's an exceptional player. You know, he's probably, uh, to me, he's, he's got round, <laughs> round one in terms of um, ability. Uh, he has ex- uh, extremely, uh, he's extremely quick. Uh, he can catch the ball. He's, he's electric in the open field. And uh, I tell you, the one play that sticks out in my mind when the uh, Miami Hurricanes came to town, even though we lost the game, uh, he, took a, <laughs> he took a jailbreak screen, basically, and uh, it was like playing in the backyard, and he scored from 65 yards out. So um, I wish him well. I wish, he, I wish that he would have stayed another year so I could coach him up again. It makes my job a little easier, but uh, I know he'll do well at that next level. Yeah, I watched the guy. Like you said, he's exciting, um, he's electrifying the guy. When I watched him doing the combines, I forgot that he was a running back. The way he catches the ball, the way he comes out of his breaks, I'm like, somebody's going to get a good receiver out of this guy. But I, I'm forgetting that he's a running back, and you can do a whole lot of things with him. You can flex him out and um, put him on linebackers, and it's a mismatch all day long. Well, I tell you, the thing that uh, really impressed me about him, working with him for the uh, brief time I was here, uh, brief time he was here, was basically uh, he reminded me a little bit of Marshall Falk in terms of being able to flex out and catch the ball and um, getting one-on-one matchups because uh, uh, on any level, college or NFL, it's all about matchups. Right, and exactly. uh, he's he's a matchup nightmare for defenses because you got to keep an eye on him. Um, and I think that he will he will fit he will fit real good uh, with any team that's willing to to use him in that capacity. Uh, so I think the uh, the sky's the limit when you talk about Mike Goodson. Well, you know he runs a four or five, and that's the combine. So I don't, I really don't pay too much attention to that. But when you watch him play. The guy looks like he's a low four four, high four three, because he has so, he has such quick feet. He has he get in and out of breaks uh, extremely well. Um, you know, with the politics in the draft and the, the up and downs, and you never know what's going to happen. I see him um, second, third round. Well, Cincinnati has three picks in the third round, mm-hmm. and I, I and, and you're right. I think he's a first round type guy, uh, first day first day type guy. But if not, I don't see him le- leaving out of the third round. And well, early I mean, in the third the round. The thing that makes him so uh, so unique is, you know, I, like you said before, as I got on the show, is is um, being with the, the Raiders. I played with a young man in Napoleon Coffin, which you guys probably, your fans probably, uh, I remember him. Uh, really remember. And there was uh, that guy could get get to zero to sixty in a heartbeat. And uh, he's kind of in that mold. He, it, you know, when you put a clock on him and says four or five, you know, when I watch him run when he's got pads on, he's. <laughs> He's as fast as or faster than anybody on on the other field. Um, so I think that you know whoever picks him, you know, I think that they're gonna get, you know, they're gonna get a steal. And uh, you know, like I say, I'm, I was very fortunate for that year. Um, you know, I kind of try to persuade him to stay another year because uh, I, I was you know, gonna I, ask you that, man. I would man. love to have had him for another year in terms of coaching him. I was gonna ask you that, but you mentioned him in the same breath as uh, Napoleon Kaufman, and I remember that guy. I remember that speaker. Uh, coming out, I think it was UW, maybe. I think it yep. was. Okay, and then you, Marshall Falk, two of the best uh, running backs that we had in the game. And, and I see where you can compare these guys because he has those same uh, capabilities. Did he come to you and talk to you during the draft, say, uh, Coach, I'm leaving? 
or, or what was his thing when and his decision in leaving, or was it just he and his agent or he and his family uh, coming up to that decision? Yeah, it was uh, it was something that you know him and his family that came to a decision. You know, he's real close to his family, and you know, being here for just one year under him, you know, uh, I was getting to know him, he was getting to know me, and um, he thought it was something that he needed to do um, in terms of his family. So um, I just try to. To, to give him as much information in that one year, um, in that time period when he made his decision in terms of what to look for in the in the combine, what to expect, um, you know, going to the next level. Because uh, I tell him all the time, I, all my kids, if you do get a chance to play at the next level, it's about business. Exactly. And uh, you you got to be, you got to have that mindset, and you know they, they don't tolerate, you know, you don't go to class or you don't do the things you're supposed to do. Um, you know, well, I'm looking for you, but they don't look for you there, as you know, they. You just look in your paycheck and it's like, hey, <laughs> what happened? And you wonder you know? why. You <laughs> so, was this seven thousand dollars? Explain to him is it's all about business, and I hope he does well. I, I think he is, man. He, he he seems like he's a positive kid. He seems like he's got his head on right. I know you wish he was stayed there another year. Uh, how are you guys looking coming into this year? Uh, your, your team. Well, I tell you this, Coach Sherman. You know, being uh, from uh, from the NFL, he's he's really changed the culture of Texas A and M. Um, as you know, the backbone of uh, of Texas A&M is, is basically um, in their past has been the wrecking crew in terms of their defense, and we're trying to get back to that mode. And we brought in a, a guy that is very familiar with the landscape of college football, uh, and Joe Kimes. He's been coaching for a very long time, and uh, I've learned a lot from him being our defensive coordinator. I've coached at uh, Florida State mm-hmm. uh, with Bobby Bowden. Uh, he knows he knows a lot about defense, and uh, with Coach Sherman's mind in terms of the West Coast offense, uh, I, I think this place is is ready to erupt, and uh, we've been recruiting real hard. We're going through spring practice right now. We're in the middle right now of tour days, so we're getting for our, getting ready for our second practice, and we tell the kids all the time, bring your work boots and put in the time and put in the effort, and, and let's see uh, how far we can take this thing. Well, that's a good thing, man. Uh, we'll be watching you guys, and I appreciate you calling in. Calling in. Randy Jordan, nine-year no veteran in the National Football League, came in with the Los Angeles Raiders, finished up in Jacksonville, man. We're definitely – Definitely keep Texas A&M on the watch. And uh, anytime you want to come on the show, talk about anything, I appreciate it. Uh, if you just want to, you know, you want to talk about what's the upcoming year uh, with the Texas A&M, that's fine with me. Call in. Tuesdays 9, man. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate everything. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care, buddy. We have a minute left in the show. Not the show. I'm sorry. The segment um, that was Randy Jordan. I still have in the studio Chrissy Mark. Richard Britt, you still online? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, we got 30 seconds. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to come back. Rich, you got your sexy voice on. I don't know what, what's what's going on with that. <laughs> uh, maybe it's your phone service. But we come oh, come back, and we're going to finish up with the Arizona Cardinals. And we might briefly scatter some more stuff in there, but definitely we'll concentrate more on the Arizona Cardinals. It's Kwame Lassa Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Uh, thank you for joining. we come back in two minutes. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports show are you ready for some football well here it comes the owen hodge show is bringing you the funniest hour in sports talk radio this action-packed show is hosted by the outspoken fullback big hodge and the knowledgeable defensive back odie 
This show will focus on the NFL, but touch on all things sports. Owen Hodge will provide you with a true player's perspective that'll give you insight, make you think, and definitely make you laugh. Owen Hodge have accumulated six championship rings, so obviously they know things. Check out the Owen Hodge Show at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Owen Hodge Show. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we are back we are back on the voice america sports network this is Kwame Lasso sport talk we are live we're going into the last segment and we're going to the rich brit you still there Okay, Chris and Mark still in studio. But we're going to briefly, briefly talk about the San Francisco 49ers, but we're going straight into the Arizona Cardinals in this last segment. I think San Francisco is probably the only team in the NFC West that can compete with the Cardinals right now. As far as uh, what they've done so far in free agency and what they're doing in the draft, I think um, they've they've had uh, interest in Matthew Stafford, and I talked about him if he doesn't go to Detroit. They're thinking about bringing. I agree with you. You shaking your head, Chrissy. <laughs> Let me finish. They, um, Alex Smith. Um, they restructured his deal, so you say the owner's a big fan of, of of Alex. But they're also thinking about bringing Mark Sanchez in this week before the draft and see what, and seeing what's going on there. Um, but that's just the Forty ers They're going to do their due diligence on these guys. You know, I. I mean, if one of these guys fell, I think if if they get a quarterback, I think it's more likely. Um, What's the other kid, the third-rated quarterback? Jeremy, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy Bosch. Uh, no, no, is that Bosch? No, 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 no. You have White, a... White or something. Not your Pat White not guy. Not Pat White? No, I'm just basing on this dude's name. But I, I just don't see them taking a quarterback right there. Like I said, they did that with Alex Smith. Hasn't yet panned out. I don't think they're ready Why to jump ship. I think they think Sean Hill can win some games for them. and He's proven he can. I, I like Sean Hill. You I know? like Sean. He came in with some spark. I think that uh, okay. Sean... What did you say? Answer this question. Why yeah. hasn't it panned out? With Alex? Yes. All right. Well, there, we could go on for 20 minutes on this. I'll and just say this. And we don't this. have 20 I mean, minutes, he, and we're briefly going yes. to the Cardinals. They're on their Basically, fifth. You, don't have a, you, have, you haven't had the coaches in place 
Right. They're on, well, they're on their fifth year. offensive coordinator. He's been banged up the last two years. I'm not ready to say this guy is it. I'm also not ready to say he's a bust, and I think that's where the 49ers are. I think they think he's got a lot of talent. I don't think they feel like they've gotten that out of him yet. I don't think they're ready to go take another quarterback in the top ten. I mean, I could see them taking a quarterback on down, second, third, fourth round, but I just don't see him doing it in the first round. I think it's a ruse. I think it's a great way to kind of throw people off what they're doing. I don't think if there's an, if, if Andre Smith has fallen, if the Aaron Monroe kid is there, I don't think an offensive tackle gets past the 49ers at 10. I just don't. Well, you know what? It, um, the Houston Texans proven that you don't have to take a quarterback. Everybody made uh, owners of taking a quarterback when they took Mario Williams. Mario going into his fourth season. He's played three, four complete seasons. Uh, first year he came in and had a toe injury, but this guy right now, this to this day, has thirty point five sacks and he's panned out very well. And uh, you don't have to take a quarterback first. All right, now we're gonna move into the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> like I said on a Quamalasa Sports Talk Show, and not Chrissy Mark Sports Talk Show. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll shut up. <laughs> but no, we were talking before we even started. Uh, me and Chrissy, we were talking that this is the first time the Arizona Cardinals haven't had the first eight or ten picks in the first round. Uh, these guys are um, coming off a Super Bowl run. Uh, they did. Be, they have been the runner-up. But they have the 31st pick in every draft all the way down to the 7th draft where they have two. And I think they pick uh, doing the 45th pick in a 7th round, something like that. And it, it, this is this is different from the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> it's a lot different. And I, I, I think <laughs> I think with the uh, Bill Davis as the new off- defensive coordinator, I think they're going to have to go defense. I think they're going to have to go do linebackers. They have Carlos Dansby under the franchise. They got him hostage under the franchise tag again. Two years in a row. He still haven't had a deal. So I think the focus should be more on linebackers. The focus should be more on running backs. Uh, I don't think Tim Hightower alone will get it done. Edron James, we're not sure if he's going to be there after the draft. We're not sure. Of, uh, that's a lot of. That's about $4 million, $5 million tied up in Edron James. That they didn't even play him last year. Until late in the playoffs, which he was, uh, he holds his own. He's still a, a veteran, still a professional type of guy. But the, with Bill Davis installing this full, full go three four defense, I think the uh, owners gonna have to be on linebackers and uh, get a running back. You have to have two, in my opinion, uh, pretty good running backs. If you look around the league, everybody has two running backs has been successful in going deep into the season and deep into the playoffs. I think you. I think you're dead on. I think it's going to be a running back or a linebacker. I think Billy Davis is a hell of a coordinator. We had him in San Francisco, and and I do like what Greg Minuski's done out there. But I thought Billy was was a phenomenal coach. He knows football. You know, I just it, it's a different scenario for Arizona though, and and you've got everybody else in the NFC West division is picking in the top ten, and then you've got <laughs> Arizona picking so late, which you know it's well, it's unique. A, but yeah, this draft. Can be the difference maker. I mean, yes, Arizona went to the Super Bowl, but they were nine and seven. You know, if San Francisco scores on that goal line play instead of running a fullback belly, who who calls that play <laughs> when you have your starting running Mike back? Mike Martz, Mike Martz, Mike. Well, Mike, Frank Gore was basically concussed. <laughs> well, Frank Gore was on the sideline. He wasn't even in the game on a fourth and one. So who calls those plays? No, he was in the game. He, he Mike, went out to the left. He lined out far right. Right. You don't. Well, he's not in the game. You put, you put your starting <laughs> running back. Uh, uh, that, that could be another 10-minute argument. All I'm saying is the 49ers win that game. They split 8-8. Eight and eight They split 8-8. Eight and eight. Change the complex. Fran, you know, San Fran's in the playoffs, not Arizona. So this draft does have a lot of room to kind of shape up the division. How well these teams do in this draft because, 
you know, St. Louis and Seattle were terrible last year, and I don't think that's indicative of, of the talent level, especially in Seattle. But, you know, the draft does it, – it'll be interesting. But 31st, you know, the Cardinals have some – an opportunity to pick up more draft picks. I, I know think what happens uh, with Anquan Bolden. Right, and I think um, pick. I'm sorry, Rich. What you say? They'll probably get the 21st pick from Philly and move up so they can. Uh, no, no, Philly. Philly needs a running back. I don't so think Philly, Philly should do that. And go to Philly. Yeah, but Philly's, Philly needs Philly's a running back. Clearly expressed interest. Baltimore's expressed interest. He's not going so to anywhere where they got. He had a potentially to play the Arizona Cardinals twice on his last leg. We got a couple other guys out there who, you know, can come who's through. Who's on their last play. leg? He comes through when we need him, but he drops balls. Who? Uh, in crutch time. So, we, you know, we could use Anquan Bowen in Baltimore. That's for oh, sure. you're talking about uh, Baltimore receivers? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they need to get these guys signed, man. A lot of guys uh, on Arizona Cardinals, um, key guys like Kurt Warner, um, Larry, well, Fitz, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, but they said they would do anything and whatever it takes to get um, an Anquan Bolden sign. And, and I, th- and then I think it's beyond that, though. You I know? think and, it and is. now I, I think they realize that because they've said, hey, we'll take a one and a third for him. Right. And, what and I, they haven't said that it's, before. It's all business. You know, the National Football League is business anyway, so they have to listen to the talks. But they, for, him, for them not to sign him, he's still under contract. And we mentioned off the air, and we talk also about if the guy's under contract, you have to, um, you have to play your contract out. So, obviously – it has to be something with the Arizona Cardinals uh, management and Anquan that they promised this guy something down the road. This year, he's a three-year Pro Bowl. He Pro Bowl type guy, All Pro guy. This year, he's gonna make two point seven million dollars. Um, next year, he's gonna make three million dollars. Two years, that's five point seven five million dollars. He he's not that type of guy. I know he resigned. I know he did a contract, but you also gotta uh, give credit to his his uh, agent. His agent, uh, was it Drew Rosenhaus? Drew, uh, Christian may mention that he does a great job of getting guys in their contracts, uh, two or three years that in the contract, uh, to renegotiate their deal with the team. He does, but that's in the team's best interest. You know, we did it in San Francisco with Frank Gore. I think after you know he led the NFC in rushing. You know, and mm-hmm. and at that point, teams want to lock up these players. But I think the mistake is you can't keep doing that. I mean, Darnell Dock and Anquan, they got new deals. You know, now. Anquan, last year this all started, he had three years left on his deal. The, right. the, the Cardinals have all that leverage. You know, He really doesn't have leverage, and I don't blame him. He should be paid more money. You know, No doubt he's worth more money. He's worth more value. I mean, we played the 40, uh, 49ers, played Cardinals twice a year, and our coaches, I heard it all up and down the hallway, stop Anquan Bolden. It, you have to. That guy's a difference maker, and with him on the field, uh, Larry Fitzgerald makes a lot of plays. And I think both of them, they need each other. And then they have the emergence of Steve Breston. Get the job done, Arizona Cardinal. We got 30 seconds in the, in the show. Uh, let me mention I will be playing golf at the Camelback Country Club June 8th and the Crystal House uh, Golf ter- Charity Tournament. Uh, if you, uh, There'll be more information talk on fast, that. Talk fast, There'll be more information on that if you want to join. Also, um, Check the uh, website for Joseph Corny's Child Soldiers. We are abdu- they abducting uh, uh, kids, child soldiers in Africa. Uh, and the website for that will be, let me see here, therescue.invisiblechildren.com. Check it out. It's very important what's going on. I appreciate my guest, Richard, as always. Chrissy Mark, thanks for coming to the studio. This is the Voice America Sports Network. This is Kwame Lassa Sports Talk. I'll see you guys next week.
Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.